Hello, Saubona, how's it, Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Every Nation podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Who's ready for a new season? Hey, who's ready to move into some of the promises that God has for their life? Amen. It's time to leave the wilderness behind. It's time to acknowledge we pushed through the Jordan River and now we are in the promises that God has for us. And um, I'll tell you, one of the promises God has for us is something that we're going to speak about today. So I've got a riddle for you. That's how we're going we're gonna to start this. Um, let's see who's got their brains on this morning. What starts sometimes as small as the most insignificant looking seed grows through happy, complex, and hard times, needs to be watered with care, fed with love, and is fundamental to human health. A mustard seed? Your brain? An egg? Faith? Courage? Shall I read it again? What starts sometimes as small as the most insignificant looking seed, grows through happy, complex, and hard times, needs to be watered with care, fed with love, and is fundamental to human health. A baby. <laughs> Faith. A tree. Your soul. Oh, gosh, the brains are, brains are clicking now. Okay, I guess it could be a number of those things, but it's also Friendship. Companionship, a bestie. Think about it. It starts sometimes as insignificant, as small as the most insignificant seed. Like you didn't know that that this little conversation was going to blossom into something amazing. All right. It grows through your happy times together, the complex times where it just gets complicated in friendship, and the hard times. Yeah. Needs to be watered with care, fed with love but it's fundamental to your human health. Friendship. (laughs) Special. Hey, does anybody remember um, the the, the 90s hit series called Friends? Hey? Can you remember the theme song? What's that? You, you. (laughs) Wow. Can you remember how the song goes? Okay, all right, before it gets to the chorus. So no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke, your love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, but I'll be there. (laughs) There we go. All right. You know, that, that mini-series, or that, those, that series, caused people around the world to look at those six friends. Do you remember their names? Joey, Chandler. Oh, you remember all the boys. What about the girls? <laughs> Phoebe, Rachel, and Monica. Monica, just everything always had to be in order, hey? Um, 
you know, those six friends who were in and out of each other's apartments, just doing life together, every series they ended up at Central Perk Coffee Shop, sitting, talking, talking about their love woes, talking about what had happened in that particular series, what was going on in their world. It stirred up this desire for friendship there that people around the world were like, oh, I want friends who are just so full of life and so forgiving when I mess up, who are, who are there for me, who, it just really stirred this thing and it became so popular worldwide. You know, my niece, who wasn't even born when the series came out, still sits and watches episode after episode. I kind of like Googled yesterday and I was watching. I was like, oh, this is a little bit crass, eh? (laughs) There's a little bit of dodgy stuff in there. But every single Friday night, I used to fly home to my flat with my flatmates and we used to get our dinner and we would sit around that TV and as friends, we would watch Friends. It was like, I mean, it sounds quite lame now, but it was like it really created this the sense of friendship is special, important, valuable, and I wish my friends were like that, or I wish I was that kind of friend. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just had to, had to just think about that because friendship really is this fundamental element to the well-being of us as individuals. We, we have not been created to live in isolation There is a hunger in us to do life in community, to do life in in a sense of being known by other people, being accepted, being valued, having fun, doing things that are like um, just make you feel like you're part of a collective. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so there are a couple ladies who I've given a sheet of paper to. Um, you know who you are. There's about eight of you, I think it is. Won't you lift your sheet of paper up? Okay, lift your sheet of paper up. All right. And why don't you, why don't you read it out? So, so what the ladies, they've got a piece of paper in their hands that rep, rep, um, represents things that they enjoy doing. So let's see. Zamana's got their movies. Okay, who's a movies girl? Who would be like, that's where I want to hang out. I want to hang out with Zamana. Okay. Let's see, what have you got? Who's that? Who are the hiking girls in the room? All right. Okay, where's, what have you got? Social media. Who are our social media girls? That's like, that's a happy space for you. There we've got, TK, what you got there? Board games, puzzles, crosswords. Okay, there we go. We've got some sisters in the house. Ah, what about the mall? Who wants to hang out at the mall? See, if you ever need someone to go to the mall, there's lots of girls who'll go with you. Music. Jill's got music. Like, music just makes you, yay. I can't see that far. What have you got? Sleeping. Who's like, happy place is sleeping. <laughs> okay, we've got books. Who are our book readers? Yeah, we, we, love, we love books. Okay, anybody else got one? Okay, who would, who would choose cooking? Who, oh, okay. You've like so got to have the cooking sheet. And then like, I've got one that nobody wanted to choose. Anybody like the beach? And I'm like, okay, Asipe, you can be the beach. I was like, geez, girls, out of all of them, the beach was the last one. But isn't it amazing that, number one, we're all so unique. 
But there are these common things that bring us together. Now, think about the thing you're holding in your hand. Isn't it so much nicer to go to a beach with someone or to go to a movie with someone that, or ha, sleep with someone? I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, slumber party. Slumber party. Yeah, sleepovers. Yeah, we can redeem that. Okay. But there's this deep desire to do life and do these activities with each other. And how many people, in the midst of many people, sometimes still feel isolated? But there's a longing. There's a longing for friendship. Someone we can turn to when we're hurting or disappointed or experiencing loss. Someone who's going to be there when significant things happen in our lives, like there's a promotion or an engagement or you pass an exam. Um, Someone to share your world with. Someone who we can be ourselves with and be accepted just the way we are. Isn't that nice? Where you can just be you. You don't have to have it all together. You can just be you and you're loved and you're valued and you're accepted. Someone who will tell you that you have something stuck between your teeth. Someone who will buy you a gift when it's your birthday. Someone who will keep you on the straight and narrow when you start looking for trouble. Okay. So friendship is this critical, beautiful um, gift that is so necessary for our well-being. Um, And we so long to have real face-to-face time with good friends. Yeah? You see, work can bring us finances and fulfillment, but friendship brings us a sense of belonging. You belong. You're valued. I see you. I care about you. So I want you to think about this for a moment. You might be sitting here and go, man, friendship, that's so easy for me. I'm like a friendship hero. And you might be sitting here thinking, hey, friendship, I think I'm a bit of a friendship zero, yeah? Because the reality is some of us are good at making friends. Some of us are good at investing in friendships. Some of us are good at sharing our friends and making the circle bigger. And some of us are really shy and introverted. And the thought of opening up the door of my heart and who I am is just really a bit overwhelming. As much as I want friends, like, I'm really introverted, and and it's hard. Some of us um, are just clueless when it comes to friendship. (laughs) Like, we just don't know how to do it. And I could list a whole number of things, because I think at times in my life, I've fitted into every single one of those categories. You know, I remember being what you could probably call it the the oversharing wannabe friend person. Um, there was a there was another a woman um, in in this particular time in my life. We had children of a similar age. We were both in ministry, and I really felt like God had said that this woman was going to be we, a really good friend of mine. Like, wow, yeah, and it makes so much sense. We're in ministry. We got kids similar ages, and so I just we met for coffee, and I just put it all out there on the table. So. God said, we're going to be great friends. She was like, 
wow, okay. I like don't really even know you that well. And I just walked in there with my all cards on the table, full on Trisha personality, boom. Had no skill to read that she was more of an introvert. She was more of a let's take time to get to know each other and for me to learn that I can trust you. And I came in like a bull in a china shop. You know, friendship, failure, talk about it. That friendship never really became everything that maybe God intended it to be because I was just pretty useless in the moment of actually stewarding the seed of friendship. I was like really seeing this thing in full bloom, you know. We were going to be like doing sleepovers with our kids and, you know, buddies. And, uh, and, and you can really be quite useless you know, I don't know, maybe you guys are really awesome at making friends and investing in friends and keeping friends, but, but I've like, I've messed it up big time sometimes, you know, and I think it's, I think it's important that we, we look accurately at ourselves and we see where our flaws are or the areas that we can improve and then we go, okay, let's do this journey. You know, I, I remember um, it's a... <laughs> I find it really easy to make friends, okay? And I can generally go pretty deep with people quite quickly, right? <laughs> See if there's laughing. She's like, I know that. <laughs> um, however, and it's probably because there's a pastoral grace on my life, so it's probably that. But um, it causes me to make a lot of friends, but then I don't have the, the time to actually steward and invest in all those friendships. So it gets complicated, you know? And then people feel disappointed in me and they feel let down by me and they're like, eventually don't phone me to invite me to anything because I always say, oh, sorry, I've already got something else I'm doing. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like this friendship thing can be really quite daunting. And so as much as we want friends, we feel, well... Last time, it didn't really work out that well. Last time, I made a bit of a fool of myself. Last time, I got hurt. Last time, ish. And then we withdraw. And then we protect with walls. And then we deal with each other from a certain distance. But our heart still longs to be known, to belong, to have that sense of, this is my friend she knows me. I know her. I'm not on my own. She's going to tell me when I've got something stuck in my teeth. And I want, to, I want to say something that might really blow your mind, okay? Might really just reshape the whole view you have on friendship and on yourself and on relationship. You are already the perfect friend. You are already the perfect friend. The ladies around you are already the perfect friend. Oh, but how can that be true, Trisha? I mean, we, we're constantly dropping the ball, letting each other down, all these stupid things that you're telling us about yourself. You know, how can, how can you say that? Well, let me, let's look at the Word of God. Let's see what it says. Jesus prays in John 17, 20 to 26. He says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Okay, so he's talking to us. That they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. 
that they may that they also may be one in us that the that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me i have given to them wow jesus has given us the glory that he operated in that he resides in And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and that you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. Sure, these are really bold statements. That they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Father, as we read these words of life, I pray that you would help us to use our free will, to open our hearts up to you fully, that your truth would penetrate our hearts, would illuminate our minds, and would awaken us to the revelation that we are perfected in Christ. We are in perfect union with you already. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Father, words cannot unlock to the degree that your spirit can unlock truth. And I'm asking right now, Holy Spirit, come and unlock this truth so that we might look at ourselves the way we need to look at ourselves. And that is from the point of view that we are already perfected. Amen. Okay, so to just follow me for a moment. If by faith your heart has been cleansed as you believed in Christ for salvation... So all of this truth only applies if you have actually, by faith in your heart, you know, believed in Christ for salvation. Then by faith, you have perfect union with God. Do you understand that? Okay. If you have, by faith, allowed your heart to be cleansed by believing in Jesus for salvation, then you are, by faith, in perfect union with God. Jesus is in perfect union with the Father. He is in God. God is in him. And if you have received Christ, then Christ dwells within you. It is no longer you that lives, but it's Christ who lives in you. All right? If Jesus, who is the perfect friend, and Scripture tells us sticks closer than a brother, if he is in you and you are in him, then his perfection is your portion. All right, so you have got to see yourself as the perfection of Christ. When you see yourself as the perfection of Christ, then you no longer feel like you're trying to strive to attain something. You have already received it. Okay? So you have already received this perfection, this perfect union with God. And his perfection is who you really are. And then the parts of your soul and your body, which are still lagging behind that truth, okay? because you know our soul and our body, 
are not yet fully formed in the truth of Christ in us, okay, then you've got to understand that his grace is sufficient. For the parts that we lack, his grace is sufficient. It's not by works. It's not by us striving, trying harder. It's by us knowing who we are and allowing the fullness of Christ to be brought forth in our lives. Okay, so when you start to look at friendship from the perspective that I am already perfect in Christ, I am in perfect union with God the Father. In fact, right now, I am sitting here at 369 Walker's Lane, but actually, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. There is a whole other dimension that we tap into. Okay, this is quite heavy for Sunday morning. <laughs> You thought we were just going to sing the theme song to friends. But we've, we've got to get this, guys. We've got to get the fact that, that Christ in us is the hope of our friendships. Christ in us is the hope of us actually walking out the destiny God's placed in us. And when we're always seeing ourselves as falling short, we always see ourselves on the back foot, then we're, we're constantly in this place of, Will I ever get there? I've got to work harder. And then we take the grace of God and we make it count for nothing. No, we've got to see ourselves as the righteousness of Christ. We've got to see ourselves as we actually are, perfected, in perfect union with God. Hey, and mind where you're not in line with that, come, there's grace. You'll get there. When your body's not in perfect union with God, come, you're going to get there. And it's by grace and grace alone. Okay, let's go into another scripture. Galatians 3. 26 to 29. For you are sons, we'll say daughters in this context. You are daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. And the heirs according to the promise. What was the promise to Abraham? The promise to Abraham is that you would be blessed. What does blessed mean? Blessed means empowered to prosper. So you sitting here, united with Christ, oneness with Christ, you are Abraham's seed. You are under the blessing of God. You are empowered to prosper, empowered to prosper in your friendships. The sister next to you who is in Christ is united with you in Christ. There is a union. There is a oneness. And you're empowered to prosper. How can we not have the most incredible friendships in the house of God? We should be the pinnacle of friendship. Because it's Christ in us. Unifying us and bringing us together. Okay. Last scripture. Ephesians 3 on 14 on into Ephesians 4. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Right? So there's a sense of family friendships as well. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened. Anybody need some strengthening in their ability to make friends, keep friends, invest in friends? They'd be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, 
Christ is in you. You're rooted and grounded in love. So the way you deal with friendship is from this place of love, unconditional love. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. You know, when I think about being filled with the fullness of God, it makes me sit up a little taller. makes me walk with my head a little bit higher. It makes me feel a bit more confident in spaces where there are people I don't know. It, when I think about I'm filled with the fullness of God, it makes me realize that somebody who's let me down in the friendship area, it's okay. There's grace. I've got the fullness of God. It doesn't hit me in this wounded part of my soul. Oh, I'm so less than. Oh, I'm not worthy to be a friend of. Do you know, I had, a, I had a meeting with a friend of mine, a growing friendship. She told me some news that was really like, oh, that wasn't great. I didn't really want to hear that. And she sat across the table from me and she said, you know, I, I didn't want to tell you this because I didn't want to disappoint you. And I just looked at her and there was a part of me that did feel sad, but disappointment? No. I was like, all I want for you is to become everything that God's intended you to be. And if this doesn't work out the way we were maybe aiming for it to work out to be, that's okay. There's the grace of God. Because I'm not sitting there from a place of, oh, that just reminds me of the last person who had that conversation, who said that, who let me down, who disappointed me. And all of a sudden, the brokenness of my human side starts to rise up. No, when you sit in conversations with people and you think of yourself as embodying the fullness of God through Christ, man, you can have the hardest conversations with people and they can be filled with grace and love and encouragement. Look what the scripture goes on to say. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above All we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Not according to my friendship wins that I've had through the 41 years of being alive. Not not according to the way in which I've I've done things well or, or, or according to the way that I've done things badly. According to the power of Christ that works in us because glory To him be the glory. The glory goes back to God when we're living in the fullness of Christ within us. And it goes on for generations. So it's something we impart then to the people younger than us. Because when we get friendship right, when we get self-worth right, when we get um, that understanding of our, our divine union with God, man, the generations before us are only blessed because we're giving them something healthy to look at, not something unhealthy. All right. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, now this is key, guys, to walk worthy of the calling for which you've been called. Walk worthy of bearing the name Christian. If you go by the name of I'm a Christian, walk worthy of that calling, Christ dwells within you. How powerful is that? The fullness of God. Walk worthy of the calling for which you have called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So from that perspective, 
Okay? Why don't you just look at the lady next to you and tell her, if you've given your life to Christ, okay? And if she says, I haven't given my life to Christ, pray for her. Let her receive Jesus right now if she wants to. But just encourage her that the fullness of God is within her. That the glory of Christ is her portion. Like seriously do it because it's like a friendship moment. (laughs) Look at her. Place value upon her. Remind her that Christ in her is powerful. That she can overcome anything with the spirit of Christ within her. Tell her she's got a beautiful smile. And if you are two introverts sitting next to each other, turn to the other person and and speak to the extroverts who will encourage you. Okay. All right. Let me see from a show of hands. Who are the extroverts in, in, in this, in the house? Who are the extroverts? Who are the, okay, you, you've got no problem talking to the person next to you. Who are the introverts? Who are like, I hate it in church when they tell us to turn to the person next to us. I hate it. It just makes me feel so awkward. <laughs> okay. All right. And who's not going to put up their hand no matter what? You're in the middle. You're little, sometime you're extroverts, sometime you're an introvert. Okay, a little bit in the, depending on what the weather's doing. Okay. Right. So let me, let me ask you this question. Are you willing, now that you know how awesome you are with the fullness of God, okay, the beauty of Christ, the strength, of his spirit, the glory of who you really are, are you ready to look at maybe aspects of your personality or your soul or your history? Are you ready to have a little bit of a um, a real moment with yourself to look at maybe the awkwardness that needs to be refined a bit? Are we ready to do that? Okay, but we've got to do it from the position of knowing who we are. Okay, otherwise we can go down a slippery slope. Okay. So who are we? We're the fullness of God. Okay, we're secure in Christ. We're awesome, amazing. But there are parts of us that are still trying to catch up to that. We're going to be gracious towards those parts of us, but they don't define us. Okay. Here we go. We're about to get real. Okay, friendship inventory, girls. Who would you go to if you got the worst news of your life? Who would be the first person that you would call? Whose shoulder would you cry on, allowing yourself to get totally undone, all snotty and sobbing ugly? Think about that for a moment. You don't have to tell the person next to you because you might be thinking, I don't think I would have anybody to phone. Okay? <laughs> just We're just having a little inventory check. All right? If you got the best news of your life, who would you contact first? And just a little note here, if your first response would be, I would post it on the social platform like Facebook, if that is the first place that you would go, 
then you're probably looking for affirmation and popularity, a.k.a. likes, over real face-to-face friendship. Thinking you have friends because people are following you and send you cute icons is different to flesh and bone interactions that form bonds of trust and care. Eesh. So in, in 2017, Jennifer Anderson was asked, do you think friends would ever make um, a comeback? And she said, no, because it would just be a bunch of people sitting in a coffee shop on their phones. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty hectic, but also pretty real. Something amazing happens in our lives. Often the first thing we want to do is grab our phone and let the world know instead of picking up that phone and saying, he asked me to marry him. Or, I passed that exam. Let's go and meet for a nice little sip of champagne. I don't know, am I allowed to say that? No, no. Non-alcoholic champagne. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes you can have lots of people in your world, but you actually don't have the depth of friendship that your soul longs for. Okay. All right. But there's grace, and you're going to catch up because I'm the fullness of God. Right. Okay. Um, Just looking at the time. (laughs) Grace for you. Hmm. Okay. The three people, I'll go there later. All right, let's think about how do we make friends. All right, I've got 10, 10 points, how to make friends. Okay, firstly, show yourself friendly. To have a friend, you've got to be a friend. You can't walk around going, oh, I wish I had friends. I wish I had really good friends. She's got such good friends. When, when you actually don't show yourself friendly and you don't make any effort to be friendly, you know? It's, um, it's real. <laughs> Look at people who've got good, healthy, solid friendships. They, they're probably being friendly. <laughs> so if you want to have a friend, be a friend. Okay. Number two, look for similar values. When you're looking for somebody to be a good friend, do you have the same values? Because I don't know about you, but I remember there were friends throughout my life that we were um, circumstantial friends, you know? We were friends because we were in the same school and our school was small. Or we were friends because we did the same sport. Or we were friends because um, our boyfriends at that time were friends. There's this like, actually, if you're looking for a real heart-to-heart friend, find a friend who's got the same values as you. All right. And the values that you have come from the Word of God, reaffirming that the fullness of God is within you. Okay. Number three. Be authentically you. How many times do we we put up a little bit of a veneer, a little bit of a mask, because maybe if I am authentically me, they won't like me. I'll be rejected. I've got to be like this amidst these girls. I've got to be like this amidst those people. But the reality is, guys, if we can't be authentically ourselves, then those people, they don't actually deserve our time. You know what I mean? Like, imagine going through 
friendship after friendship, having to try to be what's going to please that group, then, then the whole point of friendship, which is to be known and to belong and to be accepted, is false. So be who you are. You're amazing. You're incredible. You're fantastic. You're lovely. You're worthy of people's time and effort and investment. That's who you are. But so often we walk with such a low self-worth and, 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 and knowledge of ourselves that we try to people please. But really, guys, if people aren't going to accept us the way we are, then, then they're not actually worth the time and space. They can go and find other friends. Know what I'm saying? Okay. You're awesome the way you are. Number four, make the effort. Call, meet up, hang out, message, connect, show up. Friendship is not going to be built in isolation. Friendship is going to be built in connections. You know, I can, hey, Knox, I have this great friendship with Knox. This great friendship. But we never see each other. We never sit down and have a coffee. But we have this great friendship. Do you know what? We're building on last season's friendship. We're not adjusting and growing as we're transitioning through different issues and phases of life. So it's about staying in contact, staying connected. You know, and and on that point, um, and tying in with the previous song, Be Authentically You, connect group in church is a beautiful space to build friendships. But if you come with the veneer of my church face, Everything's fine. It's all so good. Love Jesus. I'm dying inside. I, I hate my job. Oh, whatever it is. Come authentically, you. If it doesn't work out in that connect group, that's okay. Love them. Bless them. Find another space. Find a space where you can connect with other people who you can be real with. And you can spend time. Go to connect group. It's there so that you can connect. Yeah? Okay, who are the people who have authentic friendships and, and they really are built up and invested in through Connect Group? Just raise your hand like it's really working for you. Hey? It's really working for you. That's awesome, guys. The rest of you, I'm telling you, put yourself out there, make the effort, meet, hang up, hang up, hang out, connect. Okay, number five, be willing to communicate well and forgive often. Don't brush things under the carpet. The number of times people will come and say, oh, this happened and this is so bad. I'll be like, have you spoken to the person about it? No, I've forgiven them. You've forgiven them. And then, but then you never talk to each other. You like eventually have to go to separate churches. But no, I've, I've forgiven them. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've actually just brushed it under the carpet. And I was reading something about Dr. Caroline Leaf. Do you all know Dr. Caroline Leaf? She's doing it for us girls, eh? I'm telling you, you need to get her newsletters. She has the most amazing blogs. She, was, she wrote an article, a little blog, about fighting. We need to argue more and tips on how to argue correctly and how it is so healthy to disagree because there's a way that you can disagree. You're being true to what you're thinking or feeling or how something's affected you. You're being true, but you're being gracious, and you're walking together, and you're like, we're going to keep going through this until we can figure it out. But this whole, like, uh, I've forgiven them, but I've actually brushed it under the carpet, it is so detrimental. 
How many people grew up in households where things were just brushed under the carpet? Yeah? Issues were brushed under the carpet until the explosions came. Until that carpet got so full of things being brushed up, people tripped over the carpet and then was like, what the heck? And the carpet's ripped up and everything comes out. Okay. You know what? That scripture I read about bearing with one another, with long-suffering, with patience, with being gracious, being full of love. It's all about bringing it out, discussing. It's like I value enough to have the awkward conversations. I value our friendship enough to talk it through. And I believe in the power of God to help us to work through it. Yeah? Okay. Um, Which leads me into number six. Stick it out when it ebbs and flows. Don't walk away from friendships when they get hard. Relationships in general, there's always the honeymoon period. It's like, woohoo, you also like going to do park runs. Awesome, so do I. No way, we should do park runs together. Cool. I love your sneakers. I've got the same sneakers. Look at this. We're just like sinking. There's the whole like honeymoon vibe of friendship and like, Every Saturday, we're going to be there. We're going to do it. Woohoo! We are like park walk buddies. Okay? And then as time goes on, maybe you can't make one or two. Mm, you didn't come. Why didn't you come? Well, actually, you know, I've got a lot on. I've got some exams coming up. Oh, okay. Well, my, I must have got park walk on my own now. Okay? And then there's these, these things that creep in. It's natural. Life doesn't run smoothly all the time with this, like, perfect, happy, honeymoon world, okay? For those of you who are married will know this very well. There is honeymoon phase, and then there's the rest of your life, okay? The honeymoon phase is there to bring people together. There is chemicals and happiness, and and you feel it in friendship. It's just awesome. But then things change, and it doesn't mean it gets worse. It just means that... It adjusts and becomes deeper and forgiving and long-suffering. And, and the depth of your friendship ebbs and flows. That's why in Greek, love is not just the word love. It's agape, unconditional love. It's phileo, friendship love. It's eros, romantic love is another one, which I can't remember. But it's a different type of love. Okay, so... In friendship, we're going we're gonna to experience different ebbs and flows. Don't give up on your friendship because the honeymoon period wore off. Okay. It's like, let's stick it out and let's work on them. Number seven, common interests help, but friendship comes in a variety of packages. You might have a friendship with someone who's a whole lot, there's a big age gap between you, but it's a really good, healthy, amazing friendship. You might have a friend, a friendship. Oh, I'll use you again. Sorry, Noxie. All right. Nox and I have very different appreciation of the ocean. I want to be as far into the ocean as possible. She wants to be as close to her car as possible. <laughs> or the nearest coffee shop, you know. No, it's not that bad. She does get onto the sand. <laughs> but now that's, it's just a different package. And, and so friendship comes in different packages. It doesn't always have to meet every single criteria of this perfect picture that you had of my ideal friend is going to be like this. Okay. So don't miss out on friendships because you, you write it off in your mind for various reasons. 
Okay, number eight. If you're looking for a friend who never makes mistakes, keep looking because you'll never find one. All right. Your friends are going to let you down. Your friends are going to be insensitive at times. If they're doing that all the time, maybe you need to look at another friend. But your friend is still on a journey, as you are. And if we are gracious towards each other and we're, we're calling out the perfection in each other, not showing where we're falling short from it and living in that, but when we're calling it out, you know what? I value our friendship. I'm going to lean into our friendship. I'm going to lean into you. What can we do to sort this out? Just remember that if you sit around with that, looking for everyone to have it, tick, 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 you're going to sit quite lonely. All right. Okay, number nine. Give time value to your friends. And be mindful that friendship must be prioritized lest we find the friendship bank account empty. If you think about your friendship, every time you invest, every time you connect, every time you forgive, every time you work through things, it's like you're putting deposits into your friendship bank. When it comes time to take a withdrawal, because you're going through something and you need your friend, your friendship account is full. Okay. If you're putting nothing into your friendship and then you're in a, in a predicament and you go to it, you might find the bank account closed or you might find it empty. So realize that those investments are there to strengthen and to build up something that is beautiful. And the last point is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The people you are keeping company with. And I, I remember this a lot. Like, people will come to church and, yes, I got my church family. But they've actually got a whole nother life of friends who are influencing them, not necessarily for the good. So just be very mindful of who those friends are. You know, are they, are they leading you closer to, to God? Are they valuing the word of God? I mean, not all my friends are born again, but they don't devalue my walk with Christ. They don't belittle me when I make decisions to be at church on a Sunday instead of at a function that my, my kids are meant to be a part of or something. There's a sense of respect. There's a sense of, and from that position, I have a hand to extend them into the ultimate friendship, which is friendship with God. Okay. If you have got a circle of friends who are disdainful towards God and your walk and your journey with him and the things of his house, then, then you, you're, you're going to end up on a slippery slope that leads you away from your destiny and your purposes. Yeah? Does that make sense? Okay. So... Um, I think, it's, I think it's also really important that we look, as, we, as we're having these little moments with ourselves and we, we're doing a little bit of an inventory, we must realize that the way we've been raised definitely affects our ability to make friends. Um, there are real um, 
I don't want to say psychological issues because that sounds so dramatic and intense, but there are consequences of the ways in which we were raised, like if there hasn't been proper attachment with a primary caregiver, if there's been any form of neglect in our primary years, it affects the way we actually relate and can make friends and connect. And it's important that we have soul care, right? That we go, hang on, maybe there's something deeper here in my inability to make friends or to keep friendships. Maybe, maybe I need to actually allow God to come in and, and do a deep work of healing. And, um, and so it is important that we, we speak to people who are professionals in this area. Okay? It is important that we read up about different things. Dr. Caroline Leith is really good in terms of what she um, teaches, in terms of creating new pathways in our brains so that we can flourish. Um, and we must do a real inventory check on the way in which we did um, go through life. You know, there are a number of things. I mean, I, I love my family so much. However, I can look back and objectively say there were aspects of my upbringing that negatively impacted me as an adult. And I have to go, okay, that's my portion. And God, what are you going to do to fix that? And especially I can see it starting to come through in the way I parent or come through in the way I deal with certain conflict situations. And we've got to be able to be secure enough in the fullness of God within us to say, okay, those parts of me that are not yet perfect, that have, been, that have cohabited with me throughout the years, okay, let's take them before God take them into the care of somebody who knows a whole lot more, maybe like a psychologist or um, a Christian counselor, and start to unpack these things because we want to allow healing to come. Have you ever felt that, like, just something's just not right? No matter how much I pray, no matter how much I bring it, just something's not right in me around this particular area of my life. You know, those are, that's, that's God just saying, ding, 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 get some help in this area. And, and we've, got to, we've got to go after that kind of stuff. All right. Okay. So before we do something fun, I reckon that there are three people that you have to have a healthy friendship with. All right. Three people you have to have a healthy friendship with. You have to have a healthy friendship with God. Okay. Not only is he your heavenly father, not only is Christ the redeemer of your soul, but he invites us to be friends. And when we, when we grasp that and we invest in that friendship with God, I'm telling you, life is so fun. Because even when you're on your own, you can have a joke and you know you're laughing with God. You know? I was like, did you see that? No ways. People think you're crazy, but you're not. You're just talking with the Holy Spirit. So that friendship with God is so important. That's what scripture says. Jesus, he's, he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You're never alone, girls. You're never isolated. You're never disconnected from your perfect union with God. Isn't that awesome? Hey? Yay. You just, hi. You just have some great news. Oh, God, did you see that? That was awesome. Yay. Okay, but we don't just leave it there. We also want to have healthy friendships 
with ourselves. Okay, it seems like a no-brainer, but can I tell you how many people actually don't like themselves? How many people are actually disconnected from themselves? You have a healthy friendship with yourself. You've got to look in that mirror every morning and say, you've got potential to look really good once you've had a shower. <laughs> Sometimes I hit my face. I'm like, wake up, face. You've got to wake up. You can't still be asleep. Wake up. <laughs> when you have a healthy friendship with yourself, you can sit at a coffee shop on your own, not feel insecure, And when the waitress says to you, table for two, I'm on my own. Because I have a healthy friendship with myself. I actually dig spending time with myself. I like to just go and walk through the mall, walk on the beach, because I'm not alone. I'm with myself, (laughs) with God. Healthy friendship with God. Healthy friendship with yourself. And then healthy friendship with others. And we've spent most of our time looking at that. If you don't have a healthy friendship with those three categories, can I tell you what happens? Hello, young man. Okay. I reckon when you don't have a healthy relationship with God, yourself, and others, you begin to look to institutions and structures to take responsibility for helping you in the challenges of life. You look at structures and systems. You don't look to God, yourself, and friends. Okay, let me look at a practical example. Government's not providing enough jobs. Okay, I'm looking to a structure. I'm looking to an organization. I'm looking to a governing authority to take responsibility for something that's lacking in my life. How many healthy, awesome, amazing people have got together as friends and started entrepreneurial ventures that have not only provided for them, but have also provided for other people. Came from a place of healthy friendships and relationships. Yeah? Okay? What about this one? Church leadership has not been there for me enough in my time of trial. Okay? Introspection. Where are your friends to walk with you on the long road in the journey of life? Can't look to an organization or an institution or a system to be alongside you to the degree. Okay? What about this one? Schools are messing up our kids. Can't believe it. So bad. How many amazing friends have got together and said, wow, really don't like the way schools are affecting my children. Let's get together as parents who pray. Let's start to pray for the school. Let's start to see change because we have got together as a collective to make a difference. Let's, oh, you know what? Our kids, they're not thriving in this environment. Let's look for alternatives. Let's do it together. Okay. That. In in these three examples, I'm not abdicating government from taking responsibility for what it needs to be doing. I'm not abdicating 
you know, church leadership to be there at certain moments of, of importance. I'm not abdicating school's responsibility to educate our children, but what I am saying is when we don't have a healthy relationship, friendship with God, ourselves, and with others, we will look to organizations and systems to fix the problems or the, the shortfalls that, that are affecting our lives. And I'm saying, come on, let's be world changers. Let's be the people who are, are strong enough together to bring change and to, to fix the things that we want to see fixed. Otherwise, we, it's, it's, it's a way of looking for excuses. Does that make sense? Okay. So what we're going to do now is, can I ask those 10 ladies who have the little cards? All right. Can you stand up for me? Just create like maybe five of you that side and five of you that side. All right, before I explain what we're going to do, let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that as we find ourselves here today, we find ourselves in perfect union with you. How encouraging that is. Thank you, Lord, for where there is a, a shortfall in parts of us that have not yet caught up to that perfect union with you. There's your grace. How good is your grace? Lord, thank you that our portion is your blessing. Your portion is, our, is, is blessing upon us. Perfection, goodness, everything that Jesus is, everything that he role modeled here on this earth is our portion. And so, Lord, let every word that I've spoken that has been from your heart and from heaven just get embedded in the soil of my sister's hearts. Anything that I've said that has not been of you, Lord, let it just wash away like water off a duck's back. But I'm expectant, Lord, that your seed of truth will germinate in our hearts and we will see the most amazing friendships growing, developing, going to next levels of, of depth and, and connection. Because, Lord, your word says that, that people will know that we're Christians by our love. Love for one another. Genuine, authentic, agape love. Phileo love. The depth of love that Jesus knew with you. That Jesus now knows with you in that place of redeeming mankind. Oh Lord, and we get to, we get to participate in that. So I pray that we would walk today with a, with a new knowledge, with a new understanding of the greatness of your glory that we carry every single day, every single moment, and that we'd be gracious to ourselves and gracious to each other as the rest of us are catching up to that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so hold up your, hold up your things, okay, and maybe just shout them out.
Okay. So now I'm going to ask these ladies to create some space around the, 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 the what are we, a sanctuary, an auditorium, I think. Let's go sanctuary the room. room. <laughs> um, and then I want you to go to a particular lady who's holding something that connects with you. If you're like, yeah, I'm a cooking girl or I'm a movies girl. And I want you to gather around that and I want you to sit together and I want you to talk about if it's, if it's books, what's the best book you've read lately? What, you know, do you have any books we could share amidst ourselves? What was, when was the last time you went to the beach? What did you do at the beach? Do you like to get in the water or do you just walk on the beach? Just build friendship. Just show yourself friendly. Just take those points that I made and share them out. Okay, off you go. Go create some space and go for five minutes because I see men starting to come downstairs. Are you men done? No, they're not done. We've got time. Okay, so find somebody to sit and talk. Go join in a group. Just choose one. Just choose one. Time is of the essence. Mac, you are a funny-looking female. All right. If you don't feel comfortable going and doing that, you don't have to do it. You can talk to the person next to you. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at emdurban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermons. Be blessed.